When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Euphorians. Welcome back to That's So Euphoric. Today's episode marks the complicated start to Thunder Kit Kat's evolution. We get to see Kat chug pina coladas as a middle schooler, transform into Khaleesi, queen of fanfic, and we even go as far as having to take a front seat to her stimulating a disgusting diaper man on the interwebs. Ugh. This episode is truly feeding us all the teenage feels and angst. Rue and Jules have their first fight, their first kiss, and even an intimate photo shoot all in under an hour of footage. While shit is hitting the fan everywhere else, we get to learn BB's real name, reveal the mysterious departure of the actor who was originally slated to play McKay, and find out how One Direction feels about their animated sex scene. I've already spilled way too much tea, so let's just shut up for now and let's get euphoric. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? Hey, Paige. What's up? What it is? What's good? <sighs> you know, week three of quarantine. We're still being safe. We're staying indoors because that is what the New York City has asked of us. And we are good citizens. So we have been inside now for, what, a little over three weeks? Yeah. Fucking three weeks. <laughs> in three this weeks. Small apartment. But what can you do? You know, when life throws you. I don't know, what is it? Lemons? <laughs> Make lemonade. <laughs> or, or, in this case, gin and tea. Gin and and lemonade. lemonade. There's lemonade in this, huh? Yeah, it's an Arnold Palmer. Oh, Arnold Palmer. So when life throws you lemons, make an Arnold Palmer. With gin. With gin. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we were, that was a really stupid joke. Um, moving on, I have some fun, I mean, I feel like I have some good euphoria updates. Like some tea, if Hit you will. Hit me with the updates. I know, some hot boiling tea. First of all. I have to say this first because I'm still like low key freaking out. I know like you have it like fine and you're not freaking out, but I am absolutely fucking freaking out. So, everybody, this weekend, Sydney Sweeney, who plays Cassie on Euphoria, if you don't know that, like you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast or you should go turn on HBO and watch Euphoria. But she watched our live insist or our Insta stories on That's So Euphoric on our page. That's so hot. That's, like, insane. So, like, it was weird. We, like, tagged her. So, a real brief short story and background on this. Alex and I actually met her at a New York Fashion Week event. 
Um, it was very, very brief. Like when I say me, it was just like we, I got to ask her a question. I stood up and like asked her about her fashion and how she like. A question which I came up with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alex gets credit. Yeah. He thought of the question because yeah. mine was stolen by some other bitch in the crowd. I thought of the question because Sydney Sweeney is from my home state, Washington State. What yeah. up? She's from Salem. She's from small ass. Well, she's from Spokane originally. Oh, really? Small ass town in the yeah. middle of fucking nowhere. But it was really cute. So Alex and I both got to ask her this question. He videoed me. If you want to see it, it's actually on our story highlights, and it's labeled Cassie. But go ahead and watch it there. I might put it on our live as well. But it was such a great day. You can ask Alex. My heart was (laughs) racing. I was sweating. She's my favorite on the show. I mean, her and Maddie are like a tie for me. Actually, I I really love them all so much. I don't know who would make me more starstruck. But she's definitely like up there. She's number one, I think. Oh, yeah. So she was very nice. Oh, so nice. Super cool. So cute. So Looked petite. Great. So small. Like great jugs. She is like a hot, <laughs> badass bitch. No, but you really. You said it, not me. I know. I'm just saying, like, she's hot. Like, but it, that's not all she is. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I think a lot of people like see her as just like a pretty girl, but she was like really dope. I absolutely adore her. And then she seemed very low key and like down to earth. Yes, so humble. Then, as if it doesn't get any, you know, I was, I'm thinking this is amazing. Like, pinch me. Then I go to watch my own personal Instagram, at pblazer, and she's watching my stories on my personal account as well. O-M-G. I'm clapping for myself because (laughs) that is like, that goes down in the books. Like that. Life made. Life is made. So yeah. So I don't know how you like really go up from that. So unfortunately, the rest of the episode will go down. But (laughs) that is like a huge moment for both of us. And we're very excited. And Sydney, if you're actually listening to this, which I doubt you are, but like if you're that bored and you are like, that is so great. And you should probably be on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the gin's hitting. I mean, she should be. She's probably Cassie's probably one of the only characters on the show we don't just totally rip on. No, absolutely. Because she's an angel. And she really is a badass bitch. I just I love her. And I love her in real life that's the thing i love her character but like i love sydney sweeney and well, she's, she's in... great in a lot of other stuff too oh yeah we just saw her in uh, under the silver lake where yeah. she has like a pretty minor role but she was still like good and so we've seen good. her in some other stuff as well yeah um handmaid's tale she's in once upon a time in hollywood yeah she's really racking up those titles like she's her resume is looking very nice this summer rack them up girl <laughs> so anyways moving on from that story then we go on to uh al g smith who plays mckay um he dropped a <laughs> single this weekend sorry i don't mean to laugh but like it is funny first of all algie smith's new single um oh crap i already forget it i think it's called push me away or fuck i need to look it up but anyways whatever pushing you away it doesn't it's matter. a real it's banger <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely plug it i think i already did plug it actually in our stories but like i'll plug it again like go buy it on itunes <laughs> it's a real quarantine bop kids um i'm not trying to be rude like it it, it's not like the worst it could be much worse than it is did you actually listen to it or not you probably didn't you played me some of it i was not impressed but i know you're not impressed neither am i but like it's not the worst i've heard so much worse yeah for sure but um also another like hilarious thing that's actually not cool but like funny i was on insta he had an insta live he looked like he was at a bar which i am gonna criticize him a bit here we are in quarantine i don't care where the fuck you live like why are you at a bar eh? and he was bragging about being at a bar because people were live like people can comment in a live thing i'm explaining to alex because he's on instagram a lot but like (laughs) i fucking know you don't have to explain he's kind of a boomer in the social media world oh god just kidding hey i have a tiktok i know that's true 
But anyways, um, you can comment on live stories, as we know. And I commented and I was like, whoa, dude, you drunk? And then I put like laugh my ass off or something. And he responded to us. And I actually put it in our Insta story. But he literally responded and was like, I ain't drunk. Like, I only had one beer. So he responded to my comment. But also like, yeah, once again, here to criticize. Like, why are you at a bar? A, like we're in quarantine. Be a good Mm -hmm. citizen. Like I've had to sit in my fucking studio apartment that's 400 square feet for over three weeks now like you know you're a rich celebrity like sure he's not leonardo dicaprio but like he's living quite well he could quarantine in style you know oh yeah i mean go sing push me away on your balcony all day long i don't care but like Mm -hmm. why are you at a bar yeah i don't know and people were commenting being like social distancing why aren't you doing it and you could tell he was ignoring it and then he finally like drunkenly was like yo i can be at this bar if i want he said something like really really i don't i don't want to quote it but like he was kind of like snappy like defensive he was like i'm here like getting drunk with my homie and it's like yo you look like a dipshit right now he is a uh, a little douchey in real life (laughs) he is he's always working out he's always like posting fitness videos i mean mckay like uh, he's pretty bro-y yeah algae like Good casting, I guess. Yeah, great McKay casting. is pretty douchey, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, great casting. But yeah, we don't hate on you, Algy, but like, yo, like, stick to singing and let's not go out to the bars during quarantine. Be better Maybe than that. Maybe he's just method acting and he's just in the McKay mindset, like, 24-7. He's like Maybe. Daniel Day-Lewis. To be fair, too, like, McKay all this stuff all is so weird, but I think we're far enough in quarantine where you shouldn't be at a bar. And you shouldn't be live Instagramming from it. But would McKay be at a bar? That's the question. Yeah, but I don't care. But McKay's a fictional character and isn't dealing with coronavirus. (laughs) Algie Smith (laughs) is. So stay home, promote your record, and shut up. I mean, yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah, I'm getting too heated. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, Algie Smith, shout out. Like, we don't hate, but like, move on. We hate kind of (laughs) hate. Anyways, so... This weekend, also, we had a great live, and Insta Live's a big deal during quarantine right now, but Alexander Wang did a live makeup sesh with Alexa Demi, which I know all super fans were tuned in. I could see them all commenting. It's a lot of fun. Alex and I were very, very intoxicated, but we did watch, and I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was cute. I mean, you love Alexander Wang. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, it was, like, um, not didn't, fascinating. They did make up together. But... It's not, like super up my alley but like it was cute <laughs> alexander wang's fun to watch like yeah. alexa demi seems super low-key and chill it she calls everything how... she which was kind of funny like people do that all the time when they do their makeup though it's like you gotta beat her you gotta like <laughs> yeah i was very confused by that but it was kind of funny um i also liked how he kept like picking filters because he was like i always have to use a filter and he was using mm-hmm. like the, the sunglass filter like space filters and <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah and then it was also really funny seeing all the super fans comment when the euphoria song was playing in the background everyone was like that's labyrinth that's labyrinth it's like we fucking know that that's yeah, labyrinth <laughs> cool so yeah that was fun though so we watched that so we had a euphoria packed weekend truthfully without even meaning to truly so yeah, um, no time to waste, really. I think we really do have so much to discuss in this episode. Yeah, let's get into it. We're on to uh, episode three, which is titled Made You Look. Um, this is a good time to mention. We forgot to mention this last week, but starting with episode two last mm-hmm. week, every episode from two to the end is named after a song. Um, yes. I think they're all hip hop songs, unless I'm wrong. We'll um, see. Yeah, so last week was Sound Like My Daddy. This week we have Made You Look, which is a song by Nas. Um, and then this trend con- like continues on through the end of the show. Yeah, I think so. so here I'm not we positive, go. but I think you're right. And also, like everyone, every single song is great. Like yeah. every song that they use for a song title is 
totally hot. Like, and the soundtrack is just fire. I mean, really, the show is just praised so much for good music. So Yeah, so I we mean, got Made You Look by Nas. Um, and then the episode opens, Rue's in bed with Jules. Um, me being super nerdy, I'm yet again like bringing up, I think that they're showing us how Rue knows all this stuff. And this time it's a dream because she's asleep in bed and we zoom in on her head. And then she goes into like narrating Kat's childhood. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't really notice this. Cat's uh, then we get into Kat's childhood, and there she is on vacation, rolling around in the waves. Yeah, that part you were cracking up. I didn't really think that was that funny when I first watched it. It was just funny because she's just kind of like flopping around in the waves. <laughs> well, she's like, like screaming. I think she's just a kid. She's just having fun. I know it's funny. I like it. it Maybe laugh. <laughs> but um, we did have to like you know take note and definitely shout out to the tea glass she's drinking out of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really on point. Alex and I are huge yeah. tiki bar fans. We're some big tiki fans around here. Tiki yeah. music, tiki drinks, tiki glasses, tiki bars. Oh my gosh, bars. we should make a that's so euphoric tiki drink. Oh yeah, make it like purple. Oh my god, that'd be really that. cool. Okay, yeah. we're doing that. We Anyways, that. we're getting off track it's a good here. Idea. So Kat, you know, she's like chugging these virgin pina coladas. Um, I think I think they're virgin. They have to be. She's yeah, like she 11. says so. <laughs> she's like yeah. But anyway, she's like downing them. I can definitely like fully relate to Kat in this moment. I am absolutely Kat on vacation when I was a kid as a, and also me now. Um, she, I, I had the same, I know you know this about me, but I went to Hawaii with my parents like when I was eight and I, I loved, they had this one banana strawberry smoothie that I was like obsessed with and you could just get it at the pool bar. And I had this waiter who's really cute. <laughs> he would always make me these smoothies, right? And I didn't know what tipping was then. Like, I didn't know you had to tip. So my dad was uh, horrified. We leave the hotel, like, day eight, right, of staying in this nice resort. And he gets the bill. And I've paid for, like, 20 strawberry banana smoothies. And I didn't tip the waiter once. And he was like, I don't know why the fuck this waiter kept serving you. Like, eight, first of all, you're eight years old. He should have, like, asked. He, my dad was pissed. He was like, you should not, like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you know better. But also, like, what was that waiter doing giving an eight-year-old five smoothies a day? But, yeah, he didn't get any money. So his fault. But I was definitely cow on vacation. As I am now in quarantine, I, I can relate to her coming back to school and having to wear layers. Like, this will absolutely be me when I come back to work. <laughs> I will be wearing seven sweaters. Like, I can't. I'm not dieting on this quarantine. I'm eating whatever the fuck I want. So a girl can relate. Unless it gets to, like, crazy, like, psycho scary quarantine status and there's no food anymore. And let's... we have to, like, scavenge and eat, like, bugs and stuff. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Then you'll that. be looking, like, anorexic <laughs> No! <status>. Ew! <laughs> I'd much rather have seven sweaters on than that. Well, so obviously. let's hope it doesn't get to that. I'm not trying to eat bugs oh my god gross i mean i hope not i'm here for like the mac and cheese and shit i'm not doing that uh-huh. so anyways she's like laying on the bed trying to pull up her jeans i mean this vacation has taken a toll on her body <laughs> it really has poor cat like she's struggle bus here she's just having a hard time you know gets back to school and Oh, I have to bring up, she has this weird wall in her house, like in the entryway of her house that Alex was kind of like, okay, whatever, Paige, but I thought it was super weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's whatever. I, you know I love pointing out a weird architectural feature, yeah, like those wide-ass stairs in Jules' house. Um, yeah, there's like a weird like brick like mountain right it's by like the front volcano. door with plants on top. It's just like a really weird like kind of like 
70s, I don't even know what it is. Maybe like mid century to seventies like architectural feature, and it's just fucking strange. Yeah, like, so I've never seen that before, and it's so weird. When you're watching this episode, episode three, definitely just look at the entryway of her house. It's weird as fuck. It is weird. So then you know, poor cat. She's only eleven years old, and her douchey boyfriend Daniel dumps her, and it's literally through a note that some bitch named Kendra Sutherland writes. Like, ew. So that happens. So she's just having a rough, a rough fucking Kendra. opening. Goddamn bitch. So then we go into like her more teenage years and she's kind of trying to figure out what love is, all that. Yeah, she's watching some uh she's watching some shows and like wistfully dreaming of her like picture perfect like Hollywood romance. Um yeah, so we tough. took a look at the well, shows. She's also heartbroken, so it yeah. makes sense. So we were checking out the shows she's watching. Uh the first one is Gilmore Girls. Shout out. Uh, Alex no, not a shout hates out. Hate Gilmore Girls. Um the second na, one na, na. So the second one we could not find. The third one is Scandal. But when I was trying to find out what the second show is, I was looking in the credits because I thought they would name it there. Um, So they don't name that show in the credits. So if you know what it is, let us know. But what I did notice in the credits is that once you go like pretty deep into the credits and they're getting into naming all like the weird, like obscure actors that people are, or the roles that people are playing, um, there is a character. There's a couple like very funny characters so one of them is super hot warrior man. Oh, well, that's um, in the in the scene we're in. Right, later. but it's just funny that he's called that. But the second one is cunty classmate. Oh, um, that's probably Kendra. It's Sutherland. probably Kendra. And the third one is they just, literally name it in the credits, cunty classmate. In the, in the credits, this character is Who's listed 11 as years old. cunty classmate. I don't know that it's Kendra for sure. <laughs> But there is someone in the credits only listed as cunty classmate. Oh, I like that. And then there is also someone in the credits only listed as filthy dude. And I literally have <laughs> no idea who that refers to. Oh, my God. So the uh, the explicitness of Euphoria also extends deep into the filthy credits. dude. Where we're getting cunty classmate and filthy dude. Oh, my God. Along with the super hot warrior intern. Man. They're like, hey, can you type these up? So uh, so from now on, you better believe that I will be checking the credits to see what like what funny shit we get every week. Wow. So, I'm glad you did that research. Check That's it out very next Very important week. research. Yeah. Um, also, you totally cut me off. I was singing your favorite Gilmore Girl song. Yeah, I cut you off because that song fucking sucks. <laughs> That's not even a song. Can you it's imagine just... that girl in the recording studio? Like, oh my god. No, it hurts. <laughs> um yeah and then kat's uh getting into fanfic and she's yeah, uh and she's like it's hot and steamy it's not like you know your regular old fan. it's like explicit i mean i think all fanfic is pretty borderline it is ex- i mean that's kind of the point did you that, read like, fanfic growing up i absolutely no, did not it i is, didn't even know it was a thing no it is like probably one of the cringiest levels of nerd like you can go and i'm a very nerdy person okay. but i'm not a fanfic level nerd i'm not either but also like our super fans write really cute like little fanfic stories and i'm here for it i think it's funny like good for them for like being creative i guess i would rather my kid be writing stories and like putting their mind to work than like Playing video games on okay, Twitch. Okay, let me let me actually re- <laughs> let me recorrect. I don't think fanfic is necessarily cringy. I think erotic fanfic is almost always yeah. very cringy. Because so, it's like a romance novel. Yeah, but it's like a like thirteen year olds like like scandalous Crude. like nasty romance novel. Ew. But yeah, anyway, so, she's writing some fanfic about Hook and Emma, who are characters from a show called Once Upon a Time. Um, weird. Which is only noteworthy because Hook is actually Captain Hook. So she's writing fan fiction about Captain Hook. Wow, that's hot. So there you go. 
you know, for all you, that's what you want to be for Halloween. This for year. everybody that I mean, I love Captain Hook, oh but I don't God, think I should he's, be Emma. But I don't want to fuck him. Like, yeah, but I should be Emma. That's hot. We don't even know who Emma is. <laughs> I'll be her. It's fine. All right, cool. Um, so it's it's also very important to name the author. I mean, it's not just Cat. It's Thunder Kit Cat, and her motto is, or whatever you want to call it, is "Come for the fiction, C U M." stay for the fantasy <laughs> i really like this i feel like this is like so creative i mean she's young and like this is just great i mean come for the fiction i come for fiction i definitely don't come for nonfiction. <laughs> so like i'm here for it i like it so it's then we something. go into i'm gonna let alex take it away because he weirdly did like extensive re- research on this i mean not extensive but then she goes into her whole like one direction 1d fanfic. i think it's so funny um i think that part's hilarious i think that part is very funny mostly because of rue's british accents rue does like very silly british accents which i like yeah um, the cartoon's like not bad either like it's kind of funny it's no the cartoon's funny. funny the cartoon is created by someone named titmouse also so Tip-mouse? shout out to i think it's actually an animation studio but i also noticed oh, that in the credits cool so shout out titmouse wonder if they have anything else that's but then cool. uh i think they animate stuff for adult swim but i don't know then uh so i looked it up because i was like i wonder how like one direction feels about this like erotic like animation sequence and apparently uh, i'd be honored honestly but apparently louis tomlinson who is in the erotic fanfic with harry styles i don't even know his name is it tomlinson or louis tomlinson Tomlinson. oh that was tomlin he uh he does (laughs) not feel so good about this he uh he's he's not a fan he says that he was not like no one came to him for approval for this. So what? They don't he need says to. he doesn't like it. He does not approve of it. Um, he's I roll. He is not a fan at all. Um, so fucking stupid. And he was like, I did not approve this. No one approached me about this. And he was like, I think it's pretty sus that a major like studio put this out without talking to me. Whatever. Louis Tom- Tomlin Tomlinson, whatever the fuck your name is, like... First of all, One Direction is so washed out. Like, Harry Styles is the new thing. I'm not into it, but, like, you're out of here. Like, sorry, you're so lame. Like, you should feel so privileged and honored to be in a hit show, Euphoria. Like To be featured filleting your bandmate in a hit funny. TV but show. But I'm saying, have a sense of humor. I know. I would think Do it was funny, Do you know what I mean? Personally. If they're not, like, attacking his character, it's like, no, you're in an all-boy band singing about, like, butterflies and boy rainbows. You're gonna be made fun of. Yeah, boy bands are very, like naturally very yes, gay so always. like of course like I'm people are fantasizing about you like having gay sex with your bandmate like duh it's funny yeah like if our our friends are in a band uh shout out catastro i feel like <laughs> if, if you like made a joke about them like fucking they would think it was hilarious they'd oh, love totally. it they'd be like if someone wrote a seven thousand word fanfic about them banging on tour they would yeah. like cry laughing they would just they'd have good humor it's yeah. like just have a He's good a sense of humor up. yeah my god yeah. also plug yeah listen to our friends catastro they're they're actually really good but anyways yeah so anyways then we're uh, relevant but (laughs) then kat's uh having her whole fantasy like sequence where she's dreaming that she's like khaleesi um, and there's like barbarians coming to her school to like filthy man i guess that's where the super hot warrior guy is from Um, i mean this is kind of an interesting scene too because it kind of like it does perfectly depict how she like sees herself like it's like she's She's afraid of what everyone's going to think if they really know who she is, which shows that she's very self-conscious. She's also just, like, incredibly nerdy. I know, but it would be weird having people comment all day long saying, like, you must be so beautiful. I can't even imagine, like, what you look like. I don't know. She's obviously has a lot of... I, if people were writing that to me right now, I'd be like, oh my god, I hope they don't see what I really look like. So, I feel her on that. But anyways, that's a crazy scene. It reminds me of Mean Girls when they have the jungle scene in the cafeteria. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. Yep. 
but Game of Thrones themed. Yep. So then we got um, Alex has a lot to say about this, and I kind of do too. I mean, I mean not it's, a lot, it's but then she's getting ready for like her her first like on screen debut biz, and she puts on what is the <laughs> what is probably the silliest like least sexy cat mask you could ever find. Like it's is just... any cat mask I, sexy though? Would you say? I mean, you could find like uh. something like lacy or a little smaller or a little more like cat like but instead she picks this like giant black like feathery bird looking thing do you think it's like a furry just... it reminds me of a furry do you think she was like kind of like you know projecting like the furry uh, kind of i hope not but it is just <laughs> so not so not hot like well yeah I, I i'm not even gonna sit here and like disagree i definitely think it's so goofy i laugh every time she puts it on but i, I think i laugh because of you i don't remember Really thinking it was that weird but now i always laugh. it's just a silly mask like it's not hot <laughs> it looks like it was bought at like party city <laughs> yeah exactly like i know she's going for the cat thing but like there has to be a sexier cat mask yeah, out there she could make that a lot more sexy but you know we'll give her a pass here because she's young and she's she's it's her first time on the big screen so we got the great drake song rolling through you know that. she's uh she's trying to twerk yeah and she's you know i think you're a little harsh i mean sure it's a little bit of an awkward twerk scene but like she can't really twerk. Okay, fine. She can't twerk, but, like, she's trying. And also, like, I think purposely she's not supposed to be, like, twerking really well. Like, it's, like, a high schooler trying to, like, be hot. Yeah, it's accurate. Like, yeah. most high but schoolers can't twerk really well. But it's, it's funny because she's just, like, not really nailing it. It's cringy, but the only other thing I'll say is, like, that does take balls no matter where you're posting this. Like, you best believe I would never be setting up a camera and twerking even if I got paid money to do it. Like, I don't know. Oh, I, think... I would twerk for money. Well, yeah, you're weird. Also, like, you already did that to the same song <laughs> yeah. on your TikTok. To segue. What is your TikTok username, Alex? Shout it out to the super fans. Uh, find me on TikTok at young underscore chicken, Y-U-N-G. Yeah. Um, Alex... Where I have done the classic TikTok trend of flip the switch. Got 500 <laughs> views on that bitch. First TikTok ever. 500 views, what y'all up? here. <laughs> Go check it out. But yeah, that's a great song. I fucking love that song. So it's a great way to open the credits. Um, then we quickly transition. So we kind of take a pause on Cat for a minute. And we go into Jules, like, essentially laying the law to Rue. Laying yeah, down Jules, the law. Is, Jules is being, a, like, a good friend and also just, like, looking after herself. And she's just like, Rue, I can't, like, have you around if you're going to be, like, a super self-destructive, <laughs> like, fucked up drug addict. <laughs> like, it's bad for me and, like, I care about you too much. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like a good wake up call for Rue and like Rue's an addict, so it's not gonna fix everything, but it's good to have people like that, like yeah. in Tough your love. life. So good Tough job, Jules. Um, and then we get, you know, she comes home and she hasn't told her mom where the hell she's been all night. So like, rightfully so, her mom's like screaming at her. Um, I think the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it's important to like see Gia's reaction. She's like never mad. She's always like really stressed and like sad, which makes me sad. Because it's very clear that she has major PTSD from the OD incident. And I just, I don't know. Like I said, I really like their sisterhood as it develops throughout the show. So I think it's important to note when that happens. Because it's, like, very sad. Because mm-hmm. it just gets worse and worse. Yep. So then, from there. Um, oh, I also brought up the note. You and I were talking, like, during the show. Like, how the fuck does she always ace the P-test in front of her mom? Like, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that... Obviously, she's, like, a professional by this point. Like, she's a she's a heavy drug user. But also, like, her mom is a good mom, but she's a little oblivious. Like, yeah, she is. She... You shouldn't be turning around when your kid's doing a P-test and they're an addict and they're, like, 
Like, no. you gotta know, you know? I mean, She's everybody OD'd. everybody knows, deal. like, that you can fake a pee test if you keep the bag yeah. of pee on you. Like, everybody knows that. Like, I know, but I'm just impressed because her mom sometimes pulls her out of nowhere. So I'm like, does Rudis always have a bag of pee in her underwear wherever she keeps it? I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, she probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, she's, like, a straight-up addict. Like, so she might be living that life of keeping pee strapped to her leg all the time, for all we know. You know what's funny? I used to have to pee for my friend Spencer all the time. Same thing. Yeah? Yeah, all the time. And he was actually really good at faking tests, so I believe it. It's not like it's shockingly unbelievable, but I'm like, damn. You can fake it, but if you're the parent of, like, a kid that almost OD'd, you should probably be, like, making sure that that pee is, like, coming straight from the source, you know? Open the legs, check. Yeah. Yeah. So... After that, what do we go into? We kind of talk about um, Rue talking at the screen for the first time, right? Well, first we get this really cool shot where Rue's in her house, um, in her bedroom, oh, and right. they zoom out from above um, as if the house has no roof. Um, so you can see into other rooms in the house and you can see outside. And it's a super cool shot and it reminds me a ton of this really cool movie um, called Enter the Void directed by Gaspar No, that's probably, I would guess it influenced this shot because that movie is all about drugs. So the entire movie is shot from above really? like that, where you're looking down into rooms and the whole thing is about a drug trip and it's very like dark and weird. Dang. Um, Maybe so I did. would guess that between the drug theme and the shot style, it's probably influenced by that, but it's a great shot. Yeah, it's Love cool. It. Um, another cool thing that made me think of that is I know Sam Levinson in an interview talked about how um, and it could be influenced by what you just said, but he talked about how he really wanted sound stages for this sh- whole entire show, which they were pretty shocked by because normally for shows like this, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah. And he was very persistent. They kept telling him no. And then they finally were like, fine. So everything you're seeing is a sound side. They're not like filming yeah. inside someone's house, which is pretty cool because that's like really creative. They all like I think all the sets are like beautiful. So yeah, I think it paid off. They do a lot of interesting stuff with that. It doesn't yeah. feel like they did it for no reason. They do a lot no. of interesting like camera work and weird shots and stuff that you could only pull off in the sound stage. Yeah, and I do think you and I bring it up all the time, but I feel like their rooms are so unique and they're different and they're dark and the lighting's very unique. I just think. Most shows you watch, like ABC Family, Eye Roll, it's like an Ikea room. It's like you literally see the same shit in every room on that channel. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like there's no thought that goes into it. Nothing at all. Like, no yeah. attention to detail. So, so great job, Sam. Yep. So then we get a uh, Rue at school, and like Paige said, she's talking uh, straight to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and her sweater. Which is very interesting. And she's wearing a sweater I love that says Sci-Fi Fantasy, which is from uh, this pro skater, Jerry Shoes, um, line, like new line he launched it, I think, like two years ago. You can find it at like uh, like opening ceremony um, or like Dover Street Market. Oh, is it pricey? Um, it's not like... It's not like bad pricey. Oh. He's a he's an ex pro skater. He's like a little older now. So Rue's my um, designer, but she's like he an has addict. Like a, he has a really cool. Yeah, again, like Rue doesn't always have the worst style. This no. is a, like a cool sweatshirt. Um, yeah, and it's like a light purple with like lime green lettering. If you're yeah, looking, the for brand's called Sci Fi Fantasy. It's super cool. It is really uh, cool. And then we get. Like, this really good montage. A great montage. uh, We actually have it queued up on our TV because we were like, there's so many outfits to digest here. So we're just going to kind of, like, watch it as we're talking right now and let you know what we think So this is while Jules is, like, talking to uh, Tyler, a.k.a. Nate. So let's see. Well, Tyler, a.k.a. Nate, a.k.a. Shy Guy 118. Yeah, Shy Guy 118. Yeah. 
So, and she's like fallen for him. But yeah, so first outfit's great. She's wearing like a, almost like a varsity cheer, like bright She's got like an shirt. orange like tennis skirt thing going. Oh, I meant skirt. Yeah. It looks good. It's like a skirt. White cool. sneakers. I kind of see why in that shot, like she might be Tyler or Nate's type because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a more traditional she outfit. She always wears this like netted white long sleeve shirt with a black stripe ring down it. She incorporates it with a lot of different outfits. Ooh, the koala backpack. The love koala that. backpack is amazing. We both love that. Very like, nice. Of course. That's just a classic. Her makeup, too, is like so different in every single one. Like yep. in every outfit. She's she looking super different. like early 2000s here, which I'm not a huge fan of, but her makeup's super cool. She you had like aren't? the terry oh, cloth, the like look. juicy couture thing. Ooh, but the, the cloud shirt with the angels. The cloud shirt is incredible. So good. It looks very Fiorici, which is like a designer that we both it. love. There's like angels on it too, I can see. Yeah, that's really good. Her hair is great too. I always forget that her hair is like that pale pink. Oh yeah, like, and then she's got like a tie-dye like turtleneck on with like a weird like snakeskin like, skirt dress thing over it. Which weirdly, like that's not something I would pull out of a closet and think that was dope, but like it looks good on her. She just pulls off so many like, weird it patterns. It's a weird look but she like pulls it off um i think she pulls it off because she's so confident and her makeup is always like spot on like it always matches and her hair is always different like she's the only character i think that most consistently changes her whole look to match the outfit other than maddie yeah but she also has like a definite aesthetic she's always kind of in like dreamy like light pastel-y tones it's a lot of like pinks and oranges and then like sky blues and stuff She's not really, like, super often wearing, like, all black or anything like that. She doesn't wear red very often. I wouldn't even say she has, like, a straight-up theme. Like, she's very eclectic. She has, like, color schemes I think she sticks to, though. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, light colors. She's got, like, light purple on. Don't you feel like she also dresses like a schoolgirl a lot? Like, not necessarily the stereotype, but she always has, like, the short pleated, like, skirts kind of look. It's a lot of, like, the anime. It's, like, the anime twist of, like, schoolgirl style, kind of. She's got that cool fur backpack that's like two-toned that's a good one she has a lot of good backpacks she does now that i think about it but yeah. yeah anyways i think that's like enough for now but then oh yeah wait we're looking at the scene right now where rue's wearing this hideous hawaiian shirt that i'm not that big a fan of but alex likes it yeah we disagree on this i think the hawaiian shirt totally works for her I describe think it's the kind tones of, for everyone it's listening. like it's a probably like an orangey yellow with red flowers i think it almost looks like it. flames though it looks like guy fieri or something a little bit, but, like, the way she's wearing it and the shirt itself, they're flowers. Um, okay, but, yeah, okay. I don't know. I feel it. I feel like it kind of looks like a, like, she's wearing it kind of like a Prada, like, bowling shirt type style. Yeah, so then we have, I do want to bring up, at least when she is texting, despite all of her outfit breakdowns, she is texting Shy Guy, and it's very obvious to me that Nate's, like, kind of into it. He's, like, smiling and smirking while he's texting her. It's a little weird to me, don't you think? So this is, yeah, I'm really undecided at this point. Having not watched the show as much as you, I'm very undecided on what I think about how Nate actually feels about Jules. In this sequence, I feel like the intention is definitely to make you think that he's kind of feeling it. Um, but as we all know, later on, he really, uh, flips on that. Yeah, He's totally. clearly not feeling it, or if he was, he doesn't give a shit, because he completely is just, like, the absolute yeah. worst to her later on. And he's going in really deep, like, he is asking her when she first transitioned and stuff, so, like, he's really, he's a fuck, because... I mean, there's two takes on this, like, it can really only go two ways, and one is that he is so calculating and terrible, and, like 
cold and smart about this that he is like maximizing like how much this is gonna hurt he's completely like manipulating yeah. the shit out which of her which i think is right I he's building a it. super strong connection for the purpose of just wrecking her later um but then there's the other option which is that he came into this like with that intention but then actually like catches some feels for her yeah um, i think that might be more the right track i'm not i don't know though. i'm pretty undecided about how i feel about him yeah um but I just think, yeah, you're right, though. Like, for the revenge part of it, like, to make her feel that vulnerable is so fucked up. Because, like, you don't ask people those questions and then, like, turn on. Like, the, oh, that's, I don't know. I can't even talk about it. Like, I would be so mad if someone did that to me. Yeah. Anyway, so then we kind of get into, like, cat learning about feet fetish. <laughs> Fetishes. Oh, yeah. Um... And we meet the Johnny underscore Unite underscore USA. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll see more about him later. But there is someone hitting her up, Johnny underscore Unite underscore USA. Which to me, that sounds like he's the all right. Like yeah, this absolutely. sounds like a like redneck like MAGA like ooh. Yeah. Usually Unite and USA are not. Uh, no, they're not the popular not, uh, right now. Not the greatest sign. It's not really trending. <laughs> We'll see about him a little later in the episode. But yeah, I mean, Kat's mom, come on. She walks in on her daughter, her teenage daughter, taking feet pics in her bedroom and is just like, come to dinner. Like, that's red flag city. I think you're being so dramatic about this. I red mean, flag city. No, she might be like filming a TikTok for all we know. Calm a TikTok down, just of her feet. like I wouldn't give two shits if I walked in and my daughter was moving her feet around. I mean, I would probably be like, what a weirdo. I'd probably be like, she gets it from her dad. <laughs> I'm not selling feet pics. <laughs> I don't know, but you're weird. So then hmm. um, I will... Did you have anything else to say about that no, at all? No. So then I, I kind of wanted to briefly touch on, you know, Maddie's fucking smart. She does pick up on Nate getting all these fucking texts all day long. I just want to say that really quick. She gets like... They walk into the car together and right before we get like the infamous dick pic montage, Maddie does confront Nate and is like, what the fuck? Like, who's texting you all the time? And she also opens up about her parents and like how shitty they are. And I, I just think that's important to, like, set the tone for, like, their relationship going forward. Cause... Yeah, and he clearly doesn't give a shit. No, he's not even listening. But, yeah, I don't know why. I just wanted to bring that up because I love Maddie. It, and just because it's more evidence. I also just house. wanted to praise Maddie because she's a badass bitch. She's not stupid. She knows that he's, like, fucking around. So yeah. she calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. Um, then we get, yes, the dick pic scene, which is so much fun. I really like this. Yeah, this is a great scene. Yeah, Rue's like Rue pretending giving, to give like, a tutorial. The school lesson on like the categories of dick pics while Jules is like running the the slide projector. Yeah, it's great. And we get a Charles Manson cameo. We do, and we also get the three you know tiered pyramid of dick pics labeled as terrifying, horrifying, and acceptable. Yep, which is so accurate and so true. Like, yep. I've told Alex this so many times. Sorry if any of y'all disagree. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I think a dick pic is just nasty. I don't, like, I'm not, I don't get, like, hot looking at a dick pic. Like, yeah. it's really and, like, not fair. It's pretty much common knowledge at this point that most people, like, don't just want the dick pic. So, like, guys that are still just sending yeah. the dick pic, it's Full like, body, maybe. Did you Full not body, maybe. Full body is okay. Like, did you not get the memo yet that, like, this isn't really what most girls are looking for? Like, Some are, though. I'm, I'm just saying, me personally, no. Like, maybe yeah, but with like, your body in it. But like she said, like, 99% of them are unsolicited. Yeah. Like, so it's like, not only is it unsolicited, but like, You're it's something right. that like, most girls definitely aren't into anyways. So like, you don't even really have a shot here. Totally. Like, and they are doing? horrifying. And she definitely brings something up that I was very proud to say I also label, which is, 
I always call guys with really big dicks. I, I call them like large Dasani bottles when I'm trying to talk about someone's Ew. dick size. And she's she says an Evian bottle, so we're like kind of close. But I always used to say that in college, so I felt really proud that like Ruse had that. Ooh, so proud. <laughs> I was also laughing during the scene because in the I think it's in the terrifying category. Rue mentions a medieval sword in the background. Um, so which is nerdy. probably terrifying unless you're cat, because clearly she'd be super into it if some dude had a big medieval sword. Cause yeah. she's fantasizing I about... I feel like you'd be into that if you were gay. No. Yeah, you're so nerdy. Medieval swords are always a red flag unless you're cat. Like, really? Yeah. I feel like you love that shit. I don't have a medieval sword. I don't <laughs> even want a medieval sword. You have a bunch of swords and nerf guns and weird shit in our apartment. I don't have any sword. Well, oh, I have a please. machete. Let's not judge. If you were to ever take a dick pic around your shit, it would be absolutely either terrifying or horrifying. It'd be hot. <laughs> no, it would not. It'd, It'd be, be category that's not four, a category. which is just hot. No, there's no there's no fourth category, sadly, Alex. Sorry yeah, about we'll that. We'll see. Um, also, we uh, realized during this scene that we forgot to uh, take our bets last episode on how many dicks are in the locker room scene so we're not taking a bet though because we had to, we just had to look it up remember yeah um, we, were like, we don't want to be inauthentic and like bet on it when we already know the answer so so the answer we don't know how many in the locker room scene but in episode two there's 27 um and in the show overall there are 71 71 dicks that's so, a lot of there dick. you go it's that's a lot, a lot of, dick. of dick yeah 27 in one episode, too. That's like... And they're different 30% dicks. of the dick is all in episode <laughs> and two. And they really are. There's a lot of different... There's a variety there's of dicks. There's all kinds. We're going to see a, a very unique dick in this episode. A little, in a little bit here. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm getting so excited. So, anyways. So, then, um, other than that... Oh, oh, oh. The cafeteria lady, the cat. So, cat has this sweet, sweet, sweet moment with Ethan. She's obviously so embarrassed because this dumb bitch in line in the cafeteria line for lunch is like can you hurry that back up it's like bitch like it's not her fault like the cafeteria lady's kind of slow and she's buying the fucking grapefruit like calm down kids are not i'm sorry i'm getting fired up because kids in high school are little dicks so she's really embarrassed and she's like looking for her money and she doesn't have any which is kind of weird like i don't know what's up with that she definitely like has a nice house and shit but the cafeteria lady's like, ooh, like, the grapefruit diet, like, oh, works so well. Like, and it's so, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm, like, getting, like, blushy talking about it because I'm, like, I would fucking die if my cafeteria lady was, like, trying to conversate with me. Like, can you please shut up? Like, I can't have my only friend in the school be the cafeteria lady. Like, that's such a bad look. Whatever. She's being nice. But Ethan's so sweet. He comes up and pays for her, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. And she's just fucking humiliated. But she's, like... She literally stops and is like, she is on the grapefruit diet. Like, Yeah, poor Ethan. <laughs> it he's is just, hard and it is not he's just easy. trying to do something nice here. And they're both kind of like savaging the poor boy. And I know yeah. I know, Kat's humiliated, but he's just trying to hook up his friend and buy her lunch. And instead, the grapefruit lady and Kat are yeah. both kind of like coming down on Mostly, the cafeteria lady's eyes are like bugging out. She's like <laughs> telling Ethan about the grapefruit diet. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to pay for her. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe for buying her that grapefruit later, she'll uh, show she'll... him the grapefruit technique. Oh my god, we'll definitely talk about that. If you don't know what the episode. grapefruit technique is, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. So then we get um, the whole like Bitcoin thing, which I'll let you take away since you used to work yeah, in the yeah. industry, Alex. I, Plug. I did. I recently worked at a cryptocurrency exchange, Bitcoin. 
what up so cat is like how do i get money from these randos on the internet and alex is like let me tell without, you like my parents <laughs> knowing or sending it through a bank account or whatever um so she goes to talk to ashtray and fezco who being the smart businessmen that they are they sell drugs using bitcoin which is a pretty smart way to smell sell drugs smell drugs uh, yeah smelling <laughs> um so cat also starts using bitcoin um and yeah like I well, mean, they make a funny joke. Like they say too. in this, like it's a pretty great way to do kind of shady, shady shit. shit, like sell drugs or like get money from like sex people online, sex people? <laughs> whatever. Um, oh but yeah, there's a, there is a great line in the scene where like uh, Ashtray is like, "Yeah, we'll help you out with this unless it's human trafficking." Like I don't fuck with human trafficking. <laughs> and Kat's like, no, I don't, I don't fuck with that. And then Fesco's like, yeah, us neither. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, duh, yeah, <laughs> which, like, which is just great. I just love Fesco and uh, Ashtray so a lot. I know they're both so great. So now Kat's a Bitcoin user. I know, proud of it. I wonder what her username. Do you have a username when you use Bitcoin? I should know this. No. Like Alex said, he's literally worked well, it's in the industry, so that you just have a hash. How long did you work in it? Uh, like a year and a half. Alice worked in it a year and a half, and I don't know shit about Bitcoin. So that tells you you that much about our relationship. Uh, Anyways. Then we have the photo shoot. Yeah, Rue and Jules get to their uh, their sexy photo shoot. We've got Blood Orange singing about the bedroom. Yeah, it's Great cute. song. It's a cute scene for sure. It's very flirtatious, but you also like feel almost like embarrassed for Rue because you can tell that like Rue is so enamored by Jules, but Jules is kind of like in her own world right now with Shy Guy 118. Yeah, Rue is very like awkward and cute during the scene, and Jules is being very like flirty and tease. like. Yeah, Jules is a total tease in this episode. She is. It's kind of hot though, so I'm like here for it. Yep. Um, I also said that her room has no fucking light. Like, her room is literally always the so darkest dark. of them all. And it's yeah. like, they live in California. Like, she has windows. Like, why is it so dark? And. For her being such a colorful, like, she has such a wardrobe. And then her room is just fucking boring. But yeah. also, like, I'm still not sure moved. that I understand the choice to make her room so drab. Because everyone else's room is, like, not super expressive of their character, but they all feel more real mm-hmm. and, like, lived in. And Jules' room doesn't. I'm it's not cold. sure that I get why. Maybe I, we'll figure it out in season do two. Do you think, but... I think definitely a part of it might be that she just moved to town. It might be, like, this I mean, is my new room. not the whole season. Like, she would decorate her room by now. Yeah, especially someone as creative as her. Like, maybe they've moved a lot in the past maybe or something. But, She's like, I don't know. On. She's got a lot going on in her life. I don't know. So then Rue goes to N.A narcotic analysis and then she shows up narcotic analysis oh, isn't that what that's what it's called anonymous oh i wrote analysis <laughs> <laughs> oops i mean i guess they're also analyzing no i think i'm wrong i think i was just drunk when i mean I no this. it's definitely anonymous <laughs> oh but on the way there there's a cool bike shot yeah, there's a really great, uh, like, another super synth-wavy bike mm-hmm. shot where there's, like, the fog and the purple, like, neon lighting and the slow-mo biking. Like, totally. Um, a lot of our wave. super fans make synth-wave, like, edits of this. It's really cute. Yeah, I love it. So then um, she gets, you know, she does her <laughs> narcotic analysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you can take it away about Ollie because you know more about that than me. I mean, there's not too much to say, but, like, Ollie really... Uh, Ollie her. confronts her because he knows she's full of shit, and he's a cool dude. Um, he goes in on her. He, like, calls it all out. He's basically like, your sister's never going to be able to love anyone because of you. Like, yeah. he's making Rue feel it. To be fair, though, he's not... It's not, like... It's like reality. Like what he's saying is absolutely true. So yeah, this you is don't what Rue feel... needs. Yeah, she nobody's needs giving this. it to her hard like this. Exactly. Um, 
And then uh, he also mentions Minnesota fats in this scene, which made yeah. me laugh. What does he say though? He says it all fast. He's like, what are you trying to play? Like, Minnesota fats? Yeah. <laughs> he says it all like, fast, and you're like, Minnesota what? <laughs> like, so I looked that up, and Minnesota fats is a very famous and successful uh, pool player, I guess. Billiards. So there you go. He is a real person. That's um, just funny, though, because when I first, like, every time I hear that, I just start cracking up because he says it so weird and fast that you're like, wait, what did he just say? It's also like, funny when he calls her young blood. Yeah, he's like, young blood. He gets all like thug. Yeah, he's pretty funny. And then he's like, let's he's go like, eat pancakes. I was a fireman and blah, 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 blah. I smoke crack. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my kids. Let's go eat loves... pancakes sometime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So then she goes home, obviously with like a heavy heart, and she immediately goes to see Gia, because after hearing like mm-hmm. all that shit from Ali, you can tell she feels kind of guilty. So she goes to hang out with Gia, and I wanted to make note that like Gia's room could not be more like, it looks like a five-year-old's room. She has like a dollhouse, a teddy bear, like... Well, she's a, like a kid still kind of, you know? She's, she's at that kid, awkward in between school. age. She's in, isn't she in middle school? No, or she's she in high freshman? school. Remember? They always yeah. go to the same parties together and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's but like, yeah. She's in the in-between stage, though, you know? I know. I'm just being funny. Like, she's adorable, so I'm okay with it. And also, Alex and I kind of talked about this in depth last night, about how, like, you always have those friends in high school that, like, didn't change their room growing up. Like, it was always their childhood room, almost. Mm-hmm. You being that one of them. That was me. Oh, You're yeah. just kind of matured over the years, though. No, uh, a little bit. Yeah, Not never much. mind. Alex has like a Pooh Bear painting on his walls when he was like in college. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Noah's wow. Ark. Oh my God! And you had a Noah's wow. Ark. Wow. Yeah. No, you were definitely a Gia. Wow. Yeah. I All was... right. Really want to go there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Your room was Gia's. Room. Anyways, um, <laughs> Gia's talking about Jordan Catalano, who apparently is a character in a '90s teen like romance show called My So Called Life. Who, and, she's like uh, watching on her laptop right he's like the hot bad boy played by jared leto who is very hot and apparently claire danes was like the lead in the show mm. who i love so okay. it was only on for one season though uh maybe worth the watch but i thought this was interesting because it kind of plays into the anachronism that happens a lot in this show where they're like listening to old hip-hop music her like young teenage sister is watching like a one season teen drama from 1994 like yeah they kind of hop around there's time. a lot of like things out of time well and like you said we know the time because we know she was born september 11th so there's no secret about what time this is taking place in but it's also like you said they jump around so much yeah there's a lot of cultural Using references music, to like, like things <laughs> kind of all over the board um a lot of stuff from the 90s and early 2000s too which is interesting yeah i like it though yeah. i think that's what makes it so good mm-hmm. so then um then we get into What's next, Alex? Oh, you know what's next. I know. We I revisit know. Johnny Unite USA. It's disgusting. I wanted you to say um, it. AKA the, t- the tiny dick diaper man or whatever you said. The diaper, yeah, the disgusting diaper man. Yeah. He looks like he's wearing wow. a diaper. He's wearing briefs. But wow. Like what, what is there to even say about this? I don't know. Scene? He's so explicit and nasty that I can't even say we would ever plug this on our Instagram because that would be insulting. But this guy, oh my God, he is so gross. He's this, like, obese man sitting on the couch with, like, the, a dick literally the size of, like, a, a little smoky. Did you ever eat those, like, little hot dog oh, yeah. smokies? It just gets worse. He can't even fit it in between. It. He uses, like, his index finger and his thumb oh. to hold his dick. Oh. Like, th- that's so bad. Oh, yeah, that's a chode. I mean, Micro-penis. how do you think they cast, like, someone like that? Yeah, this was my question is, like, how, uh, you how much that? did this guy get paid? Because they're, like, I can't really imagine an amount of money that, like, it would have to be, like, a million dollars before I'd be him and be like, yes, I'm going to go on TV and I'm going to cry and I'm going to show my, <laughs> my little my baby little dick penis. and, like, 
Like, it's wow. nasty. It is. I mean, it's a lot. So I really hope that old Johnny Unite got paid like out the ass for this. Uh, but see, so you say that, but I'm also like, uh, I mean, I don't think you deserve any money looking that gross. I mean, honestly, like he was so gross. Maybe yeah. he did it for free. Maybe that's really his thing. So he was like, I'll do it for free. Like as long as you have cat, like humiliate me. Do you think it was a me. fake dick? Can you do that? No, that was real. Oh my that god, that shit was ew. real. Ew. Although Eric Dane does use a prosthetic dick for his sex scene in the first episode, Why? I found out. Just because, like, I mean, because <laughs> he didn't want to get a boner on set, like, and bang a minor. Yeah, like. yeah. But yeah, okay. he does use a prosthetic. Thank God. But I don't. I don't think Johnny. You know, I think this is real. It's pretty. Oh, that's pretty disgusting. nasty. I can't. It's bad. Let's just skip over the scene. It's honestly so fucking gross. Like, I yeah. Can't. Oh my. I mean, it. Oh. But Kat handles it well. She's, like, laughing and, like, obviously understands that this guy's going to pay her up the butt to do this shit. So she's kind of here for it. She's like, fuck it, whatever. If you just want me to wear a mask and laugh at you while you're jacking off your little penis... I will say, though, so She makes far, it pretty punny. So far, she's not getting paid enough, though. She's only making, uh, like, 100 bucks so far, right? Uh, well, first of all, you're in high school. You're not paying rent. You're just using this money to, like, fuck around. In high school, if someone would have handed you, Alex Miller, $100, you would have had a fucking field day. Well, yeah, but I wasn't a girl that had men begging me to, like, humiliate their, like, tiny Well, dick. guess what? Like, you were working at Taco Bell, so instead of working yeah. at Taco Bell, she gets to laugh and watch a guy jack off. Oh, I mean, good for and make her. make $100. Like, good for her for making that money. <laughs> I just mean she could be charging more if she wanted. Totally. But, uh, well, she does anything later on, but yeah. yeah. He's like, how small is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crying. It's pretty it's fucking funny. It's so It's so disgusting. It's easily, I think that's the grossest scene in all of Euphoria. Yes. It is. Yes. So, after that, we get Maddie finding Nate's dick pics on his phone, which is a big reveal. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, Um, I don't know if that's the right order, but, like, at some point, Maddie does find dick pics on Nate's phone while he's showering after sex. Yeah, I mean, they're in Nate's, like, super cold serial killer room, and he goes to shower, and she checks it out, and there's all these different dicks. It's not his dick, yeah. No, so, like... We now have the question of, like, why does Nate have all these different dicks on his phone? Like, Yeah, it's not for Jules, because, like, you would just use one dick pic and it probably... Right, exactly. He probably wouldn't use his, because he's so, like... (laughs) I feel like like he probably used his. Oh, maybe. I don't know. know, But even if he didn't use his, what are all these other ones? Like, I mean, on the one hand, maybe he, like, pulled all these as possible, like dick pics to send to jules yeah but maybe now he's there on the humper app he's messaging jules <laughs> and then he's like oh well look like yeah i think it's definitely look that. who else is on humper here's a bunch of like yeah. big dick dudes i like, think he's I collecting dicks i don't think he's yeah i don't know i'm not sure why they're there but he definitely has a lot of dicks on his phone and he is on humper all day every day at this point so who knows? it's a lot to unpack so then we kind of transition into cassie getting ready to go on her escapade to college life with mckay Um, college love (laughs) i really like this one because it's like her and her friend hanging out they're planning her outfit and you actually like kat in the scene because she stabs at lexi kind of like a funny joke yeah, I mean, she made me laugh in this scene because she's getting paid by, like, old Johnny Unite. And they're like, what are you laughing at? And she's just, like, some article or something. And then they're like, what's it about? And she just goes, like, the Holocaust. <laughs> and then <laughs> and it's, like, laughing goes, about oh. it. And it's like, uh, okay. Everyone's like, uh, weird cat, but whatever. Yeah, that did make me laugh, though. And it's funny. And then I, I also was laughing hysterically when um, 
Lexi's mom tells her to take that photo, tells Cassie to take a photo of herself in front of a clock, and Maddie's like, ew, like a ransom photo? <laughs> yeah. And then Maddie also, like, pretends to fuck, or Kat pretends to fuck <laughs> Maddie while, like, her mom's lecturing her as she's running to the car, which I thought was funny. I mean, that's very, like, something I would do in high school. Yeah. So, uh, also, like, Cassie's mom is a gem. Oh, yeah. She's, she's so funny. So great. She's Cassie always like drunk. Mom is like, she's like kind no. of a good mom, but she's also like a total like drunk lush. Like, she's just always hanging around the house drinking white wine. She's um, funny. She's pretty funny. She's like, she's witty. snarky. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Big I fan. do too. We'll she's talk like, about her in Cassie's episode a ton. Yeah, she's like Ashtray. She's like one of my, my fave side characters. Yeah. Um, also, in this, well, she's not really in the scene much, but uh, our girl BB is in the scene. And oh. recently we found out. That BB's real name is Barbara. <laughs> on the show, or like her real name? On the Barbara? show. What's her, her? BB is short for Barbara. Oh my god! Um, Weird. Why? Oh, because there's two Bs there's in Barbara. Two Bs in Barbara. No, I'm sorry. I didn't know um, yeah. There's so many Barbaras in these shows. Like why? But it's just the letter BB, like initials. But that's really funny. So Jeweling Janice, aka BB, aka Barbara. Well. BB is like at the top of our list that we want on the show. We really want BB. So if anyone has any kind of like connections to BB, like send her. Our I just followed way. her on Instagram. We should DM her. I know. We Sophia should. Rose Wilson. We will once or we get these episodes like drop in. I, I would love to interview BB. Yeah. So anyways, um, Cassie and McKay now they go to their party. Cassie's um, looking hot. She's having fun. She's yet grinding. again. She's way too good for McKay. Way too good. Um, McKay's like essentially going through hazing, and yeah, they're at like an ASU rushing type or whatever. Scene. And she downs the goldfish in a shot glass and essentially like he's being a little pussy and like doesn't want to do it. And she's like, take my lead. So Cassie, you're a bae. Like she does great. Um, they have hot sex. Although know? I'm a, I'm a little salty at this scene. I love Cassie, hate McKay, but I'm salty at both of them for eating those goldfish. You eat sushi, so it's the same fucking thing. Well. <laughs> God. Anyway, so don't well, act like you care so much. You love sushi. It's dead though. No, it they doesn't matter. They kill the live goldfish. It doesn't fish. matter, Alex. I don't kill animals myself. I just eat them once they're okay. dead. Okay, well, it's all the same. So, that's kind of funny, though, that you thought that you were being so, like... <laughs> God, gotta call me out like that. Anyways. Anyways. So then, moving on, uh, we have to we have to deliver this, like, weird behind-the-scenes news. So, McKay originally was ca- casted by this dude named Brian Astro Bradley, Yes. a complete goon. Um, An yeah. up-and-coming rapper slash actor who Found got his on start X-Factor. on The X Factor when he was, like, 14 or something. <laughs> um, we, like, watched a YouTube video of him, and he was singing a, a song. He was rapping about his mom. It was He has weird. a hot hit single called Stop Looking at My Mom, <laughs> um, which he single. rapped on X Factor. So then he gets cast in Euphoria. He's been in, like, one or two movies at this point. Um and they filmed a couple episodes with him, I guess. And then he dropped out for kind of undisclosed reasons. But it sounds like he was uncomfortable with some of the material that was expected of him, but was not in the original script. That's so weird. I mean, honestly, if you're cast for Euphoria, you know it's going to be like full of sex and you like inappropriate shit. It. It's like past rated R. It's like X rated. Like yeah. Also, if you're an up and coming rapper and you're really saying you can't handle like a sex scene, I don't know. I think that's kind of pussy. So come on, Astro. Brian so, Astro Bradley, if you're listening, here's pussy. my here's my theory. <laughs> I think that he found out that he was gonna have to show his butt, and he just has a pancake ass. So he was like, nah, he hmm. dropped out. 
Um, oh, yeah, or he has a tiny dick. Yeah, or a tiny dick. While we're on the subject of McKay, though, we also found out some weird shit. Oh, yeah, um, this is so weird. So this is for both of us having watched this show collectively, I don't know, like 15 times or something between the two of us, we never knew this, but Roy and Troy, the, the twins, the twins are mckay's brothers his little brother did you guys all know this and we're stupid for not knowing this like i had zero idea (laughs) that they are part of the the mckay family i'm a huge super fan and i had no fucking clue their names are roy and troy mckay i know i was cracking up when you told me yeah like what the fuck i I also thought i also didn't know mckay's name was not mckay i didn't know that was his last name yeah his name's chris Chris it's McKay. So whatever what if they called him, him Chris? I did show. know that, but I didn't fucking know that those goons were his brothers. That's so it weird. Makes sense that they're all idiots, though. Same it does family, make sense. Bunch of idiots. So then, kind of to just to wrap up our little like review of this episode, there's two very emotional, important scenes. Um, they kind of speak for themselves, so I don't really feel the need to go too into it, but I do have to say, like, Rue and Jules' first kiss and the whole scene of them kind of like having this fight play out. It's, like, such an iconic moment for all of us super fans. I mean, it's their first kiss. It's sadly, like, not the best because it happens, but I think Jules is very taken aback. I don't think she expected it at all. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I I mean, I don't know. I just thought, like, she looked very surprised. I think she was obviously, like, being really intimate with her, so it's, like... Well, yeah, yeah she's definitely nose surprised. To nose. I mean, they get in like uh, they get in a little bit of a fight because Drew's being super protective of Jules yeah. and doesn't feel good about her going to meet Tyler um, at the park late at night alone. She knows that's a little sus, but she's probably also a little jealous. And yeah. then Ruth's feeling real shitty at school when Jules isn't texting her back and doesn't show up for class and all that. Like, and it we've causes all been her there. so much anxiety, you which feel is really so sad. anxious. It fucking sucks. So yeah. she goes to her house to set shit straight. But also, not even just to set shit straight. Like, Rue does such a great job because she's so vulnerable. And, like, to admit all that, it's really fucking embarrassing. So it's, like, kind of sad. And that's why Jules, I think, is so quick to, like, just forgive her and, like, doesn't even care. She's like, yeah. wow, this is the first time, like, I've seen Rue really, like, open up and, like, break down. Yeah. And then they kiss. Um, well, mostly Rue kisses Jules. Um, and then she goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jules and she seems runs pretty off. surprised. Rue runs off. She's Spirals. pretty. She's just feeling like she's kind of a hot mess at this point, probably, with everything. Well, she's embarrassed because Jules doesn't really respond in a way that's like, oh, I want this. It's like a, oh. She's mostly what? just surprised. Yeah, but that's not like. the reaction you want when you first kiss someone. Yeah. Um, so so then she Rue's kind of having a bad time. She freaks out. She bikes to Fez. Fezco's. Yeah. Um, she it's... wants she wants the drugs. Like, she needs the drugs. And... Yeah, at this point, it's a no-brainer. She's like, I need to get high. Like, this shit sucks. Yeah. Fezco's a gem um, and does the right thing and basically, like, turns her away. He's a really good friend. He's like, I'm not going to watch you, like, kill yourself. And despite her saying, like, the worst, awful, like, meanest things you could ever say to, like, sweet, sweet Fezco, he still doesn't let her in. Totally. And, uh... and also... This scene is definitely Zendaya's best, I think, in the whole show. I mean, she does a great job all throughout, but this is, like, a really, like, intense emotional scene. And I definitely remember the first time watching it, I was, like, fucking shook. Because this is, like, little Zendaya that I've seen on Shake It Up on Disney Channel. This is her real first breakout moment as an actress, truthfully. I don't care what anybody else says. I think like, she's, she's been really good all season, but this is, like, definitely uh, pretty Yeah, pretty but next she level. really goes there. Yeah, she, she really goes, goes there. She goes there, and it's believable. You're not like, oh, this is very melodramatic. Like, it's very intense, and for someone that's never been an addict, it's very, like, you feel it. You're like, fuck, that's yeah, so sad. Yeah, totally. So she does a great job. Like, she should have gotten an Emmy. Also, Euphoria just should have gotten an Emmy in, in general. Like, what a fucking snub. Snubbed. 
So then, you know, the episode essentially ends with her calling Ali. She hits up Ali. Although before the end, um, we do kind of have a little more of a conclusion. Not a conclusion, but we have a little more cat action. Um, A little more cat character development before the end, too. Um, She goes to the mall with Maddie, and she wants to fuck Mm. the snake, the guy with the snake bites. You're right, you're Um, right. So she kind of comes full circle for her episode, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, I mean, she... yeah, she does. She has has an end to her story arc. So she goes to the mall, she wants to fuck the snake bite guy. She doesn't want to, but she's, like, daydreaming about it. She has. She has such bad taste in men. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not to to shit on Kat, but so far in the series, she's gone from West. I don't think the snake bite guy guy is that ugly. He's, He's like, not, like, hideous. He just looks like a skater dude or something. But he has snake bites. And what year so is what? it? Like, it's 2020. I don't know. Maybe he's out here rocking snake bites. Like. Once again, though, when you're learning your sexuality in, in high school, like, honestly, like, I hooked up with some guys that are real, like, not real ugly, but, like, that aren't, I wouldn't be proud of today. So, I don't know. Well, she's three episodes in, and so far she's got Wes, a.k.a. McLovin, um, Tiny Dick Diaper Man, and now Snake Bite Guy. I mean, Tiny Dick but, Diaper Man, those for money. But, so. like, she's also looking at Ethan a little bit, so things are looking up for um, yeah, and she's changed her style and you hate that because she makes some dumb comment but i love that she's but like, yeah then she she shows up at school in her new hot topic outfit um and she makes me laugh out loud at this point i think it's fair to say though that like it's cool that she's like fine at least she has something like i think before she like didn't really have any direction and now i think she feels very empowered it's like she's feeling i'm herself. getting paid to b- pretty much do nothing but watch a guy jack off. She's like, I'm getting herself. paid. To her credit, she's listening to X Gone Give It To You. Yeah, and she's changed her aesthetic. She's kind of like, what? what's her aesthetic? Like, punk rock? I don't know. No, it's like Hot Topic. Like S&M? It's yeah. like... She's it's got like the leather, the mall, vinyl. It's like mall S&M. Totally. But you know what? She rocks it, and I think it's like... I, I overall think it's a better transition for her, personally, but yeah. She I, does make me laugh a lot, though, because Ethan's like... What what's up, like? Yeah, like what happened with, to you? What's up with this? Well, and she just sorry. goes. She goes. I changed. Like <laughs> it's like. Oh, you mean you just went to the mall and bought a, okay. a, a dress from Hot Topic? Like, Alex, you're so harsh on Cat. But yes, that is kind of cheesy. But also, like, even please, you're probably still wearing a medieval shirt under that plaid shirt. So like, yeah, you don't know shit about style. So like, at least he knows himself. <laughs> oh my but god! But fair. I'm kidding. Whatever. I'm kidding. Fair, fair, fair. So yeah, I mean. That's when the episode comes to an end, like we already said, you know, it's Rue calling Ali and is like, can we please get pancakes? Yeah, Rue wants pancakes and Kat is like... She doesn't want pancakes, Kat but she the wants new, to... Kat's the new that's the code for like, I want a chat. She doesn't call, she just wants pancakes. No, she wants the pancakes. <laughs> no. She's hungry. She needs advice. She doesn't just want fucking pancakes. So yeah, I think it's time to get into our superlatives. All right, so best dress page, who you got? Maddie. And it's for the iconic, uh, it's not actually Chanel, I don't think, but it looks like a Chanel outfit, the pale pink and purple. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that makeup is incredible. So I Maddie love that outfit. But for me, this is where it really came together for Jules, especially in that montage. Um, she's yeah. had like some pretty cool outfits so far in the show. But in this episode, we get like the full like tour de force full of glam. Jules style. We get like five or six different looks from her. They're all like Fire. killer. It's Jules all the way. Jules definitely kills it, so. All right, we're stressed. Hmm. What was your choice? For me, it's got to oh, be... Oh, Diaper uh, Man. It's got to be our boy, Johnny Unite USA, a.k.a. Tiny Dick Diaper Man. Yeah, Tiny Dick he Diaper Man. He shows up for their Skype date wearing a wife beater and, like, a... White uh, paint briefs. Like, yeah, like, Fruit white... Fruit of the Loom. 
like little tidy whities <laughs> that I literally thought was a diaper when they first showed up. Yeah. So it's either Pampers or Fruit of the Loom. Doesn't get much sure. worse in the style category than that. It's fucking filthy. Um, how about your bay of the episode? Bay of the episode for me is Cassie. Uh, mostly because she watched my Insta story live. Secondly, because <laughs> <laughs> secondly because she drinks a goldfish and like owns that college party like she's a senior in college when really she ain't. She's a senior in high school. For me, it's a uh, Fez. He's like he, such a. He's just such a good guy. He has such a good heart. He really cares about Rue. She wants those drugs, and even though he's a drug dealer, he's like the heart yeah. of gold. Like you know, type the gangster with the heart of gold. He doesn't yeah. let her in. He cares. He's got a liquid sword shirt on. My man. He's your man. Then who's next? Big dirty, big dirty, big pur- dirty, <laughs> big purple? dirty purple rat that bastard. That's a hot, that's a mouthful, especially when you're drunk. It is. So obviously for both of us, the diaper it's man. The, it's the tiny dick diaper man. Um, yeah. he is literally a big purple dirty rat purple, bastard. Yeah. He's so white. He's screen. like purpley, like Ew. Ew. yeah. He is every. He, he kind of looks like a rat. You could picture him being like. Yep. He is everything that little dick. Yep. He's the whole thing. He's the whole package. Of course they have dicks. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got tiny little rat dicks. I was wondering. Yeah. Um, how about class clown? Class clown. Um cat. Yeah. Uh, I think she's funny in this one. I actually said cat too because she made me laugh a couple times. She in the beginning she's rolling around in the ocean, which I thought was funny. She writes the fanfic about stupid Louis Tom Tomlin. I can never even say his name. One one Tomlinson. D. Um, yeah, I love that. I mean, she's funny about it. She's making, like, bad Holocaust jokes later, which is kind of funny. Um, and then, like, on the unintentional side, she's got that cat mask, which is also very funny. <laughs> yeah, she's just... But, in, like, in a good way, she's funny. Yeah. I love yeah. it. How about love Best Couple? Cat. Who? Best Couple. Oh, Best Couple. Um, okay, so for me, this is kind of weird, because normally it's always ruined jewels, but this time I'm going to have to say Cassie and McKay. I don't normally root for them throughout the season, but, like, this episode in particular, I feel like they have a great date night. Like, it's a fun college night. They're, like, grinding. It's hot. They have hot, like, divey bathroom sex. And I think Cassie really steps up, and I don't know. I think McKay a little bit redeems himself. Like, not fully, but, like, he's cute when he says goodbye to her. He says, I love you in the car, and, like, they kiss, and then it's really cute. No, McKay is still whack. It's, oh uh, it's rules for me. This is, like, peak, like, teen drama, like... I'm not really, like, a teen drama type guy, but if there's, like, teen dramas I can get down on, it's this kind, like, the Ruin Jewels kind, where it's cute and, like... It's real. She's embarrassed. Like, I feel it. Like, I feel the anxiety and the... All the all the teen feels, like, come through here. Yeah. So, yeah. They Ruin... have the most honest relationship. I feel like a lot of the other characters in this season, their relationship is very stereotype high school and that, like, it's meaningless, where I feel like Ruin Jewels have more like it's like it's a little bit more mature mm-hmm. and weirdly this is, yeah you know? and this is where you really start to see it because like jules lusting after nate tyler the whole episode and mm-hmm. then at the end like rue has been jealous it's clearly been yeah. showing like jules has been flirty intentionally with rue she's kind of been like pushing her a little bit even uh-huh. though she's super into well, I think tyler jules pushes and, her like... because i think to be fair like i'm more of a jules i'm very like dominant so i like meaning like you can tell she she makes all the first moves. Rue's very yeah. like quiet and like awkward and has a ton of anxiety, so I kind of always understand Jules and that sometimes she's a little frustrated and kind of like pushes Rue because it's like I think she so badly hopes that Rue will like make the first move, but Rue's just not mm, that type. Interesting. I kind of read it the other way where she's being like the flirty friend, um, but is like 
knowingly like flirting with Rue, but kind of like doesn't ever think Rue will do anything about it or is mm-hmm. like but then Rue does. catching the feels or anything. Rue but then her. Rue does, and I think that kind of like catches her off guard and she's like kind of like taken aback but kind of into it. But what I'm saying is. But I don't is think I... she was expecting that. But I think Rue's caught off guard as well. I don't think Rue planned to kiss her. I think it was like one of those things where Rue read it wrong. She was like, oh, because they were like nose to nose, and Jules was like, oh my god, like hugs her. We're, we're going in deep, but like really, that's what I think. I think they like. She wasn't planning it either. I, think I don't it just think she was. Pla- she was like, I don't think she was planning to kiss Jules, but I think she's been feeling Jules for a while. Sure, but I, I wouldn't even call that making the first move. I think it was an accident. Hmm. Yeah, agree. She wasn't going into that situation, going. Okay, no, this is really scary. But like, I'm gonna kiss. No, Jules. I don't think that either. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that was a good episode. There was a lot there. Oh, I saw that tiny dick on my mind. I need to drink more. I <laughs> hate that guy. Yeah, wash away. We should look up his real name. His he's acting in the credits. Name. In the credits, he's listed as Johnny Unite, but he's got his name in there. Yeah, we need to look it up. It was something really basic where I was like, I'll never find this guy. It was like John Pope or something. Yeah. But well, I'll try. We're so thankful for anyone who's listening. We love our super fans. Please continue to follow all of our posts on Instagram. So underscore euphoric. Follow us, like us, subscribe, anything you want to do. Like we love the support. We want to keep recording episodes that are super fun. So give us any feedback you think would be great. We're both very receptive, but like not that receptive. So we might make some like changes if you think of anything cool. But yeah, we just we're here for the fans. So like tell us what you want. Also, we should be on Apple Music by the time these two drop. We're not positive, but if we are, leave us a five star review. That is like the best thing that you could do for us. We are just out here in this quarantine. We are struggling. We could really use the support. <laughs> we're in New York. We're like going fucking crazy. So We love you all. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you next Tuesday when we drop episode four. Let's go get drunk, Alex. Yes. 